Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another sizzling episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. I'm your gracious host, WTP. That's William Thomas Powell. Tonight, I have director Jason A. Ellis and cast of U Street the Musical. But before we get to them, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Tonight, tonight was a good night. You fought well, and for that we have these fortunes. Some say that money is the root of all evil, but I don't believe that. Evil is the root of all money, and you, my big friend, you are evil. I'm Marshall Everett, and I don't always make money, but as a member of Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, I always save money. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, federally insured NCUA. Membership open to federal employees and their families. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, a proud sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Yes, as I said at the top of the show, You Street the Musical was a fantastic play. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you can find out more about it by going to ustreetmusical.wordpress.com. So I see uh, Jason and the cast is on the line, so let me bring them on in. Good evening. Hey. Good evening. Hi. All right. Hi. Hi, this is Jason Ellis. All right, thanks for coming on the show. Okay, okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to kind of do a round robin, and uh, Jason, I'm going to start out with you, and then we're going to kind of go down the list, and uh, we're going to just kind of bounce around from you and the cast and everything. So, Jason, I just want to start with you and talk about um, what inspired you to write a play about homelessness. Sure. Uh, well, I actually work, uh, my day job is that I'm employed with the Housing Authority in Alexandria, Virginia, and we had a wonderful artist um, by the name of uh, Matt Hess that, um, did, that commissioned a piece for the Housing Authority, and it was a three-panel piece that featured a guy who was homeless and uh, a passerby that was feeding some a cat on the street but ignoring the homeless person. And I just thought that that art piece was, was pretty profound. We actually had it in the lobby area of the product when, while we were doing the show as well. And I thought it was a profound statement in and of itself about the state of homelessness in America and, you know, as individuals, how we view and treat others who are homeless. And I wanted to, to bring a humanistic side to the issue of homelessness um, in America and bring it to the fore because I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and it hasn't had a lot of traction, um, you know, just in general conversations. And I know from my previous experience doing a lot of theater um, stuff and writing productions that uh, one of the easiest ways to bring something to, to the fore and for conversations is to put it on stage. It's easier to be received, um, and people are more open to a conversation once they see it on stage. So I, I wanted to make sure that we, we brought that issue before the audience. Exactly, exactly. I will want to dive right into the cast here. So I'm going to start with you, Tamika. Uh, first of all, kudos on the, on those wonderful 
songs that you sang for us during the show. But I want you to talk a, a little bit about your character. Yes. Hi. So, again, my name is Tamika Jones, and I play Queen. And Queen is a woman who's kind of lost her way, kind of got caught up in being in love <laughs> with the person that wasn't the right person for her and based on her circumstances found herself not only um, being on the street but based on the, her consequences losing her, her child and her home. And it kind of focuses on kind of from a woman's perspective just how some of those circumstances may come about. Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay, Brother Terry Spann, you got to talk about Booker T. Hello, good evening. This is Terry Spann. I play Booker T in the show. And I like to refer to him as sort of the mayor of the uh, vagabond town. Um, he's probably been on the streets the longest. And his story is kind of a common one. He fell in with the wrong crowd when he was a teenager and ended up in jail for a long period of time, got out and had trouble adjusting back to life. Um, of course, with a felony conviction, it's very hard to, to find employment and find acceptance in society, so he's ended up on the streets, and, uh, but he's adjusted. He's adjusted to this life, and he uses his experiences to help all of the other people that uh, are out there on the street. He kind of makes peace with everybody and uh, keeps things on an even keel. He's also sort of the voice of reason, too. Um, he's got a lot of, of, of knowledge, and he's, he's well-read, and he likes to, you know, to spout his theories on various things. He's a Rastafarian as well, which, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is interesting because he takes bits and pieces of the religion and uh, applies it to his life. So. Yeah, the parts oh, he yeah. likes is kind of the he – drop, he drops knowledge. Okay, theater yeah. accepts. So tell me about the TJ. Well, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, so I'm Theodore. I play TJ. And uh, TJ is uh, what I what I would call a functioning homeless person. So he's not, you know, the guy that you see, you know, um, every day or in, in, in the evening kind of trying to find a spot on the street or at a bus stop or anything like that. He's the one that kind of uh, has his, all his clothes and his furniture and things in storage, and he just kind of couch surfs. Um, with his friends, you know, like you'll say, you know, here one night, take a shower, go to a storage when it opens up, get his stuff, and then the next night he's at a different, another friend's house. Um, but during the day, you know, he's always got a plan to kind of get back on top. So um, he has his hustle going, and uh, he's always getting into something. So um, And then he likes to be upbeat. And, um, I mean, you know, when I read the, uh, the uh, write-up you did, I was just like, oh, he called my character corny. Um, and I was like, oh, this is not corny, but, you know, I think sometimes he just has a way of kind of interjecting um, some comedy into some, you know, really, really serious situations to kind of kind of lighten the mood. Okay, well, you got a chance to talk back. <laughs> you got me, you got me. Nayeta, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Na- Naida it's okay. Vidal? It's, it's Naida Vidal. Yes, sir. Naida uh-huh. Vidal. And I play the fun and quirky Esther, who is a church volunteer, along with her. Uh, well, I guess she's more like Ruth's sidekick. She's a little more naive, um, a struggling comic in her own mind. Uh, Esther was very fun to play. She wasn't too silly, but wasn't too serious. So I kind of like the balance. Um, yeah. 
thanks, Jason, for this show and for giving artists an opportunity to reflect the times. I really did appreciate working with him. Fantastic. Okay, so I guess next up is uh, Carissa. <laughs> it's Carissa. Oh, I knew it. Hi, everyone. This is um, Carissa Myers. I played the role of Ruth. Um, Ruth, she represented to me um, second chances. She was once where Queen and Booker T and TJ were um, not too long ago. Um, she just joined the church a couple of years prior. Um, she found a good church. She de- developing her relationship with the Lord and now is going back into the community to try to help others. Um, her and Esther are attacking. Um and even I think even though that even though Esther kind of may get on her nerves every now and then, she keeps her little thing on some level. She's pretty um, pretty straightforward, matter of fact, but she understands that everybody is just one check away from being in that situation. All right, all right, and then Jason, you have I guess you were the talent agent. You had like a small role too. Talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, that was very deliberate because, um, as the cast would probably tell you, um, they had to check my sanity on a lot of different things because if you look through the uh, production list, um, my name was very um, prominent on a lot of things Busy. on the list. <laughs> so, um, for, the, for the purposes of the production and the stage part, um, I tried to minimize that as much as as possible because in previous previous years they would tell you beyond the the writing directing I'm also acting singing dancing and a bunch of other things so this was a this was a reduced role that was delivered on my on, on my part um, but uh, in in terms of you know I I had a, a floating kind of character uh, in 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 the sense the in the sense of pulling a lot of I'm not necessarily a narrator but pulling uh, a lot of the pieces of the production together from a talent standpoint. So where, you know, you see musical numbers, you know, we're bringing them into context with regards to the storyline um, for the show and kind of getting some synergy between what's happening with the actors and the, the lead actors and the ensemble that's on stage too as well. So, you know, a lot of the musical numbers, um, you know, for me were outgrowth of uh, – scenarios that would play out on day-to-day streets uh, of America with regards to homelessness. So, for example, like opening up Act 2 with the Beat of Your Life um, number, you know, that that message from that song was about, it's an uplifting, empowering message about the fact that whatever is going on in your life around, you know, you have to find your center, you have to encourage yourself and know that you can make it. Don't worry about the negativity and the people that say that you can't survive, you can't make it, you can't press your way, you, you can't press your way through. Uh, but you have you have your own voice, and, and as long as you have that voice, you can encourage yourself and, and um, build yourself up so that you can take the next step forward. Yeah, now, Jason, I'm going to stay with you here on the uh... – I noticed that there was a theme of being your brother's keeper in the in the show. So what what are some other themes that you tried to explore in writing the show? Uh well certainly um being a, a production based in Washington DC I, I wanted to tackle a lot of 
political hot topics. Um, so aside yeah. from the brother deeper element, you know, throughout the production, we, you know, we we mentioned and and delved into areas that are, are pretty controversial, even issues of race and religion in and of itself. Um, we talked about immigration. We talked about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but you know, we we couldn't, you know, do justice to a play in D.C. with not without it being political. So certainly, we wanted to to bring those to the fore because it was a prime opportunity to. Um, lay bare those conversations for the audience and not necessarily to make a values judgment or statement of whether we agree with some a viewpoint or not, but to put it out there for, for conversation because the hope was at the end of the day as the audience leaves the theater that they continue to have these conversations about how we treat um, people who are who, who, who left the, the correctional facilities and, and are now um, on the streets, and how do we integrate them back into society? How do we deal with inequality? How do we deal with, um, you know, perceived racial biases and, and, and injustice that, that um, exist in society right now? So, you know, the conversation for me um, more so was the most important thing that I wanted to see come out of the show, you know, that people would, would continue to talk, and hopefully that conversation would spur some action on their part. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go back to the cast here. So, uh, Tamika, I'll start with you. What's your elevator speech that would convince someone to see this show? So my elevator speech would be that this is a play that offers everything. You have not only the uh, opportunity to see dance numbers and to see, you know, phenomenal singers and actors, but it also makes you think. And one of the things that I actually um, was at a rehearsal last night, and one of the choir members that I, you know, was with, she's like, oh, my gosh, when I left, it made me really think. It made me think about when the next time I see someone homeless. So I think that if anything, if anyone has uh, an interest and seeing something that's just more like not even just entertainment but also educational. I think this is a perfect show. Um, I think that the cast, we really work really hard to portray the the characters and to bring them to life. And I think the interesting thing is that we were able to to do that with comedy as well, to bring some light to it so it wasn't so dark and heavy of the various different characters, but – I think each of us brought our own way of making the characters very unique and bringing life to them. So, obviously, Jason is a genius when putting uh, pen to paper, and he always comes up with amazing things that can really make individuals really think and be socially conscious and be entertained. So I think if, if an audience is looking for that, this is the perfect um, musical and play to come and do that. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So, Terry, what's your elevator speech? Wow, Tanika pretty much said it all, but what I would <laughs> add is that it's, it's an original <laughs> production. You know, it, it's very rare that you're able to get an original production that is also based on the local area. And I think that, you know, if you have a, a knack for learning more about your local area and being more politically aware, this is definitely the show for you. Um, it does edutain, 
Um, it will educate you as well as entertain you. There's amazing talent in it. The musical numbers alone are, are worth the price of admission. You've got songs in there, particularly the gospel numbers are, are extremely um, catchy, um, and they will um, uh, lift you to another place. These are these are songs that you could uh, should be hearing on the radio right now. I mean, they're 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 that good. Um, I just think it's an amazing yeah. production. I, I think Jason really outdid himself with this one, and um, it's definitely something that needs to be seen and, and, and shown again. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Okay, theater. So, what's been your uh, elevator speech you've been giving people? <laughs> well, uh, mine is a lot more simpler. Um, I just, you know, like tell people come see it because I'm in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's really, yeah. I mean, hey, that that alone would draw people in. But um, I think it, it's one of those, um, you know, kind of like uh, what. Terry and Tamiko are sharing. I think it's it's a really good uh, production, and it's one with a subject matter uh, that's very serious. Um, however, it presents it in a way that um, people don't feel uncomfortable, you know, confronting it. Um, and the feedback that I received uh, really, really made me feel good about the show overall because even now I still get people when they come up and they they're like, hey, I know someone, or I just passed this person, and, you know, this guy's always dressing. And they were like, they're, a lot of people are saying, you know, TJ was the best dressed homeless person, you know, they'd ever seen. And, um, you know, the, just last night I was talking to someone, and she was like, this guy's always dressed, you know, and he has a saxophone, and, you know, TJ didn't play a saxophone or anything, but, you know, there are homeless people who are really literally struggling, you know, that still look, you know, like they're just – pieces of functional or what we think is functional society. Um, so I just, I just um, kind of implore people to kind of, you know, um, come see the show just to kind of see themselves outside of themselves because then that way they can internalize and like, oh, you know what, I sometimes wipe people off just because, you know, they come up to me shaking a cup or something like that. So. Yeah, well said, well said. Naida, what's your take on it? Yes, sir. Well, I, I I do try to keep it brief also. Um, I say that this show addresses the invisible population and shows the more humanistic side of them. Once you see this, you will pay attention to homeless people, and I think that's the point. You also pay attention to the uh, underlying issues that drive individuals into homelessness. So it could be anything from mental illness to not being able to fully recover or regain your place in society to just coming on hard times and not being able to, you know, restore wherever you were before. Theo kind of touched on it. I think a lot of the people who we may see that are dressed nicely or presentable are some of our working homeless. This is the new burgeoning class of homeless people who have jobs, but aren't doing well enough to find a place to live. And so they're making the best of their situation as they work to get on their feet. And in doing so, they encounter some other homeless people who may have mental illness, who may be ill um, physically, who may have other issues. And I think it's just a learning experience for everybody. And it's not very expensive. So come see the show. That's kind of how it went. <laughs> All right, Carissa. Let's see, what's your take on it? 
Um, my elevator speech is pretty similar to Tamika and Terry's. I mean, it's an original production. Um, it's um, educational and entertaining. The one thing that I really appreciated was the different layers. Um, when I first read the script, and as we were rehearsing and in rehearsing and the different elements were added, it just brought about different um, different situations, different scenarios that you may not necessarily be thinking about on an everyday basis, but it's presented to you on the stage, and then you leave being challenged, being challenged to think about the the way that you deal with other people, think about the way that you think about other people. And um, I know um, Naya referred to them as the invisible, but I refer to them as the visible invisible because we see them every day, but for whatever reason, we may not be paying attention. And so it was, it's somewhat of a wake-up call, but it's not shoved down your throat. It's um, presented in a, in a way that it just challenges you to, to rethink, rethink the way that you see the world. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Jason, I'm going to phrase it differently. So let's say that I'm a uh, producer and I have big bucks and I can take U Street, the musical, all over the country, and then uh, you meet up with me somewhere and uh, we're going down an elevator. What do you say? How do you sell your show? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, selling the show, <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know, it's hard for me. I, I'm I'm not good with dollars and cents a lot of in a lot of respects. Um, I, I'm always thinking about the philanthropic side of things. So for me, you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of the outgrowth of doing a production in a community, not just um, saying having something on stage. Um, and certainly, we have phenomenal talent. The cast was, you know bar none, just ex- absolutely exceptional, you know, wonderful singing. The music is, is amazing. The dancing is amazing. It will only get better the more we do it. Um, you know, t- there's a lot of buy-in from the cast. Everybody wants to make this production epic. Um, and I think wherever it goes, it will be epic in that community. But I think what could be done in that co- in that context as well, because we are stirring these kinds of emotions and feelings in the minds of the audience, is that, you know, we challenge a community wherever we're doing these productions um, to get engaged, get engaged in the homeless shelters, get engaged in the wider community um, about the whole issue of homelessness because my vision is not just to, you know, um, portray a story on stage, but as I mentioned before, you know, after we've pricked your conscience, now what? You know, so I think mm. it's a great opportunity to work with nonprofit organizations and people in the wider community about how we coalesce as as a community of people who mm. have means in this wonderful country of, of, of the U.S. of A., and we celebrate life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How can we bring those three words to fruition in the lives of people who are downtrodden and sometimes feel oppressed and ignored? How can we do that? And I think for me, that would be the biggest um, the biggest you know, accomplishment and milestone of this particular production, not just to have something on stage, but how can we empower a community to bring change? I mean, Tamika had um, a slogan, just like Obama, she wants change as one of her signs. That's kind of the mission of the show. You know, how do we bring change to the community, not just, you know, to, to parade arts on stage, but to be impactful in the community? Exactly. Well said. Well said. So, uh, 
I want to delve into the rehearsal process. So I know all you guys have an interesting story. Think of some interesting or humorous stories from doing the rehearsal. Now, you guys, I think you, you started back in October. I think it was like October. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's so many that we could share, however. Um, we'll keep some of it for the group. It's group fodder. Um, but I will say that um, <laughs> for me, uh, when Jason, my mind started before the rehearsals, actually, because Jason was just like, hey, I'm doing this thing, and, you know, would you be interested in, you know, playing a character? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll help you out or whatever. And then so he gave me the script, and I was like, wait a minute, that's a lot of talking. That's a lot of talking. Um, and so, you know, we're going through rehearsals, and, He's just like, well, you've had, you know, all these weeks, and you should be off script by now, and I'm I'm still fumbling through pages, and I'm looking at my phone, and he's just like, so he's throwing lines, and everybody else is trying to help me, and I'm just like, um, yeah. So and it's, so it's, it's, it's really nice to have that um, camaraderie, even from, like, the beginning, uh, because, you know, a lot of times when you first meet people or you are um, entering into a cast situation, especially when you don't know anybody, um, it's hard to kind of automatically jail. And I think that in this situation, because, you know, um, most of us had known, you know, one person or another uh, through some aspect of our uh, lives, you know, it, it all came together and jailed even more quickly. And so we were Hello? all there to kind of help one another. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're here. We're here. Hello. Yeah. We're here. Hello. We're here. We're here. Hello. Can you hear us? <laughs> Hello in Radio Land. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. I don't know what. I don't know what happened there. I guess we had technical difficulties there. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, so I just wanted to, to, to jump right in. Uh, so, Tamika, so t- talk about some interesting stories from uh, rehearsal. <laughs> For me, the interesting, it, I mean, it was old. There were always laughs. I think there, to, to Theo, Theodore's point, there were a lot of chemistry uh, because, you know, some of us knew one another, but. At the same time, I think the <laughs> opportunity that to uh, be together as much as we were, um, I think, kind of created opportunities for us to learn more about one another. So I think we all had our little private joke moments about certain things. <laughs> and for me, though, I'd say the dancing, because although I would say I dance, I don't do routine dances, <laughs> so... I would call myself the remedial dance um, <laughs> cast member, so um, I always felt like I was fighting Jason to be in the back of the, uh, the cast. <laughs> so uh, for me, uh, and all the kids were always laughing at me because I was making jokes uh, about my basketball knees and, and things like that, but, <laughs> but overall, I think it, it was fun all the time. I, I mean, it was hard work, but you know, it, it was it was good times to laugh at all times, I'd say. Yeah. How about you, Terry? Probably all those words Jason made me say. <laughs> my, character was, 
was, was Rastafarian. So I had all these weird words that I always had to say, and he was constantly correcting me. I'm just, it was just, it was hilarious because I, I could not say them worth a darn. But, you know, eventually I got them. So, um, so that was probably the, the, the funniest thing for me, just having to, to, to learn all those words and, and how to pronounce, the, pronounce them and, and what they actually meant. Um, right. But it was so much yeah. fun creating a character. You know, I mean, you don't really have that opportunity often um, with an original show, and that was one of the most um, exciting things about this for me is just being able to create an original character from scratch. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I really enjoyed your performance. Thank you. So, yes. So, uh, Theo, talk about uh, some funny rehearsal stories. <laughs> well, I guess it's back on me. I guess since we had the technical difficulties, but um, uh, I think the, the one the one piece that sticks out for me is something that was kind of recurring. Um, there's a line that TJ says, and it says, "I don't forget a thing. I have a photographic memory," and I could never remember <laughs> that line. And so every time we got to it, you know, everybody's like waiting for me to say it, and I'm just like. Oh right! I don't forget a thing. So I think that was probably you know just kind of what sticks out for everybody because by the time I say that line, you know it's always a chuckle, even to the point where we're on stage and it's just like right, you don't forget a thing. So. There's always <laughs> there's always lines like that. <laughs> Na- Naida, how about you? <laughs> I'm glad Theo brought that up. Uh, he has a number of lines. That that his intonation of those lines, the way he delivers them every time, is knocked down, drag out, funny. No, <laughs> funny. Not corny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he has this one line where we're we're talking about our characters are talking about the uh, bags that he's getting and whether or not he'll be able to sell them, and you know he can share things, and then he says for free. But he adds this. He added this high pitch relation <laughs> to free every time, and we just would crack up laughing. So I think I don't know if it was Jason or someone encouraged him to do that. Like whatever it is, do that. Even if it's just funny to the cast, do it because we think it's hilarious. You know, and it kind of got us through <laughs> long rehearsals or rehearsals that were troubling that some of us may have been struggling with. And then another, I guess, would be I, I thought I was a dancer. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the oh, class with me. So. I, was, I thought I was a dancer. If you had asked me in September, Naida, can you dance with choreography? I would have told you, yes, of course. Not a problem. But of course, I'm thinking of who I was maybe some years ago. Anyway, uh, I started off doing choreography, but life events came and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get back up with everyone else. So we had to be a little flexible. <laughs> and fortunately, <laughs> the production team and our, our wonderful director is very flexible. I had to have a, a side chat with him like, listen, I don't think I can do it. Uh, and he was very understanding. <laughs> and we found a way to work around it. And so it still turned out perfectly because I was able to do other things backstage, you know, be a pit singer if I needed to be. Or even help out in other other places. Singing in the background. Exactly. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Carissa? 
Um, rehearsals were fun. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this production is being able to do it with my daughter. Um, she was part of the cast as well, and she was, she was she would come, she would dance, and by the time we left the rehearsal, she would be singing the songs and saying the lines and things like that. So that was great. And the other thing was the growing the characters, Ruth and Esther. So Ruth and Esther are basically two peas in a pod, and so there were a few rehearsals where the two peas weren't together. Trying to develop that two peas in a pie relationship and the other pea is not there, um, it was a a little comical. Um, But we got to the point where um, we would naturally finish each other's sentences, which was part of the, um, I think, part of um, Jason's intent was that we, those two characters were were that way, and we developed that. Probably right from the beginning, I think we when we did a table read, I was already finishing mm-hmm. her sentences. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. growing the mm-hmm, growing the relationships with everybody, the jokes, jokes for days. This cast is hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. So they kept us laughing. That was great. That was great. And then when it was time to get serious, even in the middle of pain, shall I mention that? Um, I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> I hurt my shoulder with one rehearsal, and I guess it was a rehearsal that Jason, that Jason was focused. He was real focused, and I hurt my shoulder doing one rehearsal, and I had to take a pause. And he was like, "Okay, your line is," as in, "Keep continue, please." <laughs> so that was pretty hilarious, but yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, and there's also huh. a line that Esther says to us and what says to Queen in one of the scenes, like, please don't cry, Queen. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> the entire time I'm crying, I'm laughing, but I'm supposed <laughs> to be crying. So I just have to put my head down because of how she delivers the line. So it's so funny. So funny. Wow, so I'm going to flip the script a little bit here. And, Jason, so tell me, man, what is your unique superpower as a director? Ah. <laughs> My unique superpower as a director. As a director, hmm. yeah. Uh, mm. I, 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 that's a very interesting, oh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I try, I try as much as possible, um, you know, I, I really tried to allow the actors to be themselves, um, in, in, in the, in their particular roles, so I think it starts with the writing since I, you know, since I'm the playwright too as well, I, I kind of want to make sure that, that the actors are are comfortable, and so for me, it's for them helping them to find find what's authentic and unique to them, um, so that they can bring that to the fore for the for their characters. Because I don't want, even though I have a general sense of how the characters um, should be developed, um, I certainly want personality. I want those those unique elements of of a of a Ruth and a and an Estes character, of a Booker T and a Queen and a uh, TJ's character to shine to shine out in that. So for me, I think you know my biggest strength working with cast is 
helping them be as comfortable and as natural as possible with their roles. So it becomes less of acting and more of living so that they they really are absorbed in whatever that role is and it becomes authentic to them and, and by extension authentic to the audience. So um, I try my best to go along uh, those particular lines when I'm working with the cast. Well said, well said. So, uh, Jason, what's, what's next for you, Street the Musical? I mean, are you going to have uh, other venues you're going to be performing? Yes, I'm I'm in the process right now of um of starting some conversations with some um other theaters. I definitely want to take it to DC, Washington DC because we did it in Alexandria, Virginia. So I definitely want to take it to Washington DC. So we're going to be having some conversations um with um individuals from a couple of different theater companies, uh not theater companies, sorry, theater venues in Washington DC. Um I'm crossing my fingers on on some that were mentioned in the play, <laughs> actually, um, that we can uh, we can get into those that we can get into those into those lo- lo- localities. Um, one of the good things, I guess, coming out of the show is that people who came to the show that had connections and um, know people um, were so excited and encouraged by the show that you know they have actually approached me on multiple fronts. Um, to make sure that we can get it into those those particular venues because they felt so strongly about it, about the message and the concept and, you know, just all of what we were doing with the particular production um, to get it into those locations because they, they you know, really feel like, like more people starting in the DMV area should, should you know, have an opportunity to, to see U Street the musical. So, Jason, talk a little bit about the – Set design. What inspired you to come up with uh, a set design that included like the subway? Well, what I did was, you know, since the well, let me back up a little bit. It, initially, the production was called Alleyway. Let me give you some back, back, back story. It was called Alleyway, and I'm like, you know, about a month or so into the show, I'm like, hmm, I'm not feeling the name at all. <laughs> it's like it's not, it's not feeling. <laughs> It's not to me. It's like it's not selling, you know. So, um, so you know, I came up with U Street primarily um, because I wanted to make a reference to the fact that you, as an individual, at any point, you could be on the street. But also because we wanted to be based on Washington D.C. Um, and we thought U Street was an ideal location as well because, you know, on the surface, it it represents. It represents redevelopment. It represents progress and growth. Um, the standard for what we're trying to look for in terms of, you know, development in 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 America. But even in the midst of that, we have these issues such as homelessness um, there. So I thought it was very um, very apt to have a production on U Street. So I went to U Street and kind of scoped out the area across from Lincoln Theater, and you know, saw that bus stop and people walking around and just the activity and people who are homeless right there said, this is where we need to set up shop for a musical. Nice. Um, um, so I, you know, kind of did a, a um, kind of scan of that, that particular area. And then I, I um, designed that out and I gave that to um, the um, modernization crew that works for the housing authority in Alexandria. Cause they were the guys that actually built um, the set and they, they do a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, every year doing those kinds of things. We actually have a 
uh, toy distribution event that we do at, at Christmas time uh, for the city of Alexandria. We distribute about 5,000 toys to kids in the area, and they create a gymnasium full of toy shop, toy shops and monuments and subways and all that kind of stuff. So they, they are accomplished um, set construction guys, and I said these would be the guys that, that need to do this for the show, make it simple but effective. So um, I give kudos to them. Nice. Okay, so we're down to about uh, 16 minutes here for the show here. So let's talk about uh, each one of you. Talk about uh, describing yourself in one word. Describe yourself in one word and what you have coming up next. So, uh, Tamika, we'll start with you. (laughs) You would start with me. (laughs) Um, uh, One word to describe myself is that – I am very eager to get eager, um, and I say eager because I'm very eager to learn more about theater, get to to get active in, in additional shows, and audition more. You know, I have a love for it. So, um, and and I'm finding that it's you know some of my my passion is the work that I like to do that's not I can't call work. So. Um, so it's been it's been fun working with Jason and the and the cast. So I'd say eager. Terry, I would say pensive. I'm always thinking about something, trying to to get to the next level. My next project is going to be uh, directing Radio Golf. It's an August Wilson play, and I will be directing that for the Hard Bargain uh, Theater in Acacik, Maryland. That will take place in uh, August. I'll just oh, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, see you. Oh, um, so for me, I guess the one word I would say would been I am open to a lot of things that are coming down the pike. One thing that I am uh, said that I was going to do last year was kind of get back into the filter realm. So uh, what comes up for me is uh, the musical the, uh, <clears throat> uh, musical Dream Girls. So I'll be in that with uh, Italian duty players. Uh, so that will be coming up in May is when the show will uh, hit its run. So I'm very excited about that. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Um, Theo took my word. I wasn't say open, but I'll just say versatile. Um, oh. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just find something else. Um, I, I, I like to be... I like to be open also to opportunities and other things that are out there. I've done uh, theater. I've done mini series or web series. I've done shorts. And I'm starting to get into voiceover work, which is perfect for this season in my life. So, yeah, open and versatile. (laughs) All right. Carissa? Um, I'd probably say grown. I'm new to the area. Um, I'm from California, and um, 
I've had some opportunities presented to me that have allowed me to grow um, both in my craft and on a personal level. And so um, I'm I'm having a good time and I'm growing in in this time. So that's the word I would use. And then I'll actually be um, joining Theodore in Dream Girls mm-hmm. being put on. Ah! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that is really exciting. Um, yeah, that's really exciting. So that's my next project. <laughs> okay, and uh, Jason? Um, I don't have a specific word. I'll use my acronym, which is, you know, anybody that knows me, is, you know, they they know this one. It's ADHD. ADHD. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm always busy doing multiple things at the same time. <laughs> and he can't even be still. He has to be pacing. Right, right. Right now, I'm having to pace it. I'm pacing right now. <laughs> yep. I can tell. It makes a lot of energy. That's about right. Um. So so yeah, I will continue in that vein because it's the truth. Um, so that that really defines me. I am I am also joining Theo and Carissa in Dreamgirls. Um, oh wow! You know, I couldn't stay still. So once we once we finish with one show, it's like, you know, so, awesome. Yeah. Congrats! All right, yeah, we'll have you on the show again. Absolutely, Hello. absolutely. You still there? You hear me? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying I had to definitely have you guys on the show again. Yeah, let me put out there again, uh, of course, ustreetmusical.wordpress.com. It was just a pleasure to have you all on the show. It was just uh, a fantastic musical, one of the best I've seen in a while. The music was fantastic. Singing was just awesome. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. Well, thank, awesome. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So thank you. All right. You're welcome. Okay, everybody, have a great night. All right, you too. You too. Good night. Okay. Good night. All right. Good night. And, folks, let me uh, put out there in the universe that you should do something for your career every day and break a leg. Night. <laughs>